Hello, this is Julia Sizer, and welcome to Self-Care for Teachers, a weekly motivation, refresher, and reminder of why we became teachers in the first place and how valuable we are in order to be our best for our students, our families, and ourselves. In this week's episode, I will be presenting part two of Conquering Anxiety in Today's Classroom for Students and Teachers. In last week's episode, part one, we discussed specific strategies to better support our anxious students. This week, we are shifting the focus on us. What can we do to conquer our own anxiety so that it does not hinder our ability to teach effectively? I had described my own battle with panic and anxiety and how I was able to uncover its root cause so that I could put it in its place. I learned two important things on my journey. One, anxiety is an enemy. And two, it is an obstacle in the way of reaching our highest potential. As I have stated before, I am not an expert. I am simply someone who has been down in the trenches, caught in anxiety's grip, and have learned to overcome it when it tries to rear its ugly head. I've had to for the sake of my family, myself, and my work as a teacher. I believe we can all agree that anxiety is an enemy. There are tentacles attached to that ugly word, such as tension, panic attacks, phobias, anger, fear, stress, worry. Who needs or has time for any of it? To allow this adversary to take control of our work as teachers means not only are we allowing ourselves to be robbed of our potential, but we are also allowing our students to be robbed of theirs. This is why we need to say enough. There is one thing in general that has helped me and is presently helping me fight and win this battle. It is exposure. By exposure, I mean talk about your anxiety. Talk about it, but don't magnify it. More specifically, don't be afraid to be honest about your feelings. If someone asks you how you are feeling today, tell them. Expose it. Don't magnify. You could say, you know, I have this going on right now and I feel anxious about it, but it's going to be okay. By stating the truth, you have acknowledged your true feelings. Exposure. And on the flip side, you have stated out loud a positive affirmation that it will work out. You haven't magnified the anxiety or the problem. You have put both in their place with one simple statement. I understand that there is an appropriate time and place to discuss your feelings, but stuffing them will only create more anxiety as well as create clutter in your mind that doesn't need to take up any precious space. When I was presenting this topic in person, I had an image for those I was speaking to of a tangled mess of Christmas lights. 
I'm sure most of us have encountered this and can relate to the mired frustration this can cause. I was comparing that image to how my brain felt, carrying around the burden of anxiety and stuffing my feelings. I wanted my brain and my mind to be like the peaceful glow of untangled glorious lights, free of struggle and able to produce what they were created to do. So along those lines, it is helpful to really take a moment throughout the day, especially when we feel ourselves becoming anxious and just think about what we are thinking about and also refuse to tolerate it as just a part of life. Now, practically speaking, I've discovered seven ways to conquer anxiety so that I am better able and equipped to enjoy my life and be there to support my students. So number one, keep a journal. Whether it's in a notebook or in a phone or tablet, getting those anxious thoughts out of our minds and onto a physical field where they are visible can really work wonders at clearing our minds and putting things in perspective. Number two, acknowledge those anxious thoughts as they arise. The more this is practiced, the easier it will become to catch and replace the anxious thoughts with something positive. As an example, uh, we could be teaching a lesson and in the back of our minds be thinking about the parent we need to communicate with, the papers we need to grade, asking ourselves, are my students learning what they need to learn if they're not in the classroom? Silently tell yourself, no, I'm teaching my lesson right now. Everything else will work out and get done in a timely manner, just like it always does. I know we are feeling a lot of pressure these days with all of the adjustments we have had to make, but we are more than capable of accommodating our plans and our thoughts toward being peaceful and productive. Number three, turn your what ifs around. There are no two words that can put your mind and emotions in anxiety mode than what if, especially when there is so much change and transition going on. But instead of taking our mind on an anxious trip of asking and answering those questions negatively, give yourself a break from even asking such a question. But if you find you just can't help yourself, like I do sometimes, you can ask and answer positively. So instead of saying, what if I can't do this? What if I can't teach my students in this type of COVID learning environment? Turn it around and get creative. Ask yourself, what if I can do this and succeed? How great will I and my students feel? What if I think of an innovative way to help not only my students, but my fellow teachers? How great would that be? By doing that, you've clobbered anxiety just with those turnaround questions. Number four, expect to be a helper and a problem solver. 
Tell yourself before you begin your work or begin your day when you may be feeling anxious, hey, I am awesome. I'm trained and equipped to be a solution to someone's problem. This is what I'm here for. We're not here to look for problems. We're here to solve problems. Number five. This one is so simple, but so powerful. Smile. (laughs) The power of a smile can do so much to dispel negativity and quell anxiety. I know we're wearing masks most of the time these days, but I've been able to tell when people are smiling just by their eyes. Smiling is a feeling that is communicated through any uplifting facial expression. And I know for me, I won't use my mask as an excuse to not smile. Number six, be good to yourself. What does that mean for you? Do that. For me, that's going on a run or a walk with my dog watching something funny, shopping, or just sitting quietly. Also, being good to yourself could mean being good to someone else. Just sending a short but sincere text to a friend, a word of encouragement, a compliment. Taking the focus off of your own problems is what matters here. It's it's not focusing on the anxiety, it's focusing on someone else or focusing on yourself, but in a good way. And number seven, acknowledge someone greater than yourself. What does that mean for you? For me, that is through prayer. It's important to remember that when we are anxious, we are not alone. Anxiety can cause us to want to isolate and draw inward but we can't afford to do that. We need to hold ourselves accountable for these negative emotions so they won't spin out of control and possibly ruin who we love and what we love. And for us, that is teaching and so much more. Someone once said, you may not see the fruit of today's work, but you have seeded a lifetime of knowledge. I hope that you are able to take a few of these strategies from part one and two of supporting your students and yourself and putting anxiety where it belongs, which is far, far away, so that good fruit can be seeded in our lives and our students. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I would appreciate it if you could leave a rating and or review. It really does help my listenership, and I love hearing from teachers to gain insight on what is working for you all and what topics related to teaching and self-care you would like to have presented in future episodes. You may follow me on Instagram at selfcareforteachers underscore Julia. From there, you will find a direct link to my podcast as well as to our Facebook group, and my email to request a transcript of this podcast or a speaking engagement request. Until next time, this is Self-Care for Teachers. We are amazing. We are 
peaceful teachers.